This week in Columbus, we got two icons coming to town. We got Eric Clapton on Thursday, and then we have Stephen Wright at the Joanne Davidson Theater Saturday night. That's like a big night, two icons. Stephen Hello, Wright, Stephen. what's up? Good morning, sir. How are you guys? We're good. It's been a long, it's been years. How have you been? You okay? I'm good. I, I just want to say I've never had my name in the same sentence as Eric Clapton, and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, you're both iconic, and you know we were getting ready to interview you here, uh, Stephen. And I yeah. did not know you have an Oscar. Where do you keep your Oscar? Uh, it's on this table. It has full of stuff like notebooks and just, just kind of a mess. It's just in the living room there. It's weird to see that because you only really you only see that on the television, you know? It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know what your uh, you know, situation is single married or whatever, but that would be my opener, Steven. <laughs> Walk me through that. What would you say? Well, I would say I have an Oscar. Want to come back to my house and see it? Yes. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? I have an Oscar. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, people forget, Stephen. Uh, you know, you talk to the younger uh, guys today. We have all the the club comics still come through town, and they don't realize the impact. The, the Tonight Show and Johnny Carson had. I mean, that was, that, for you, that first time, that must have just been the thrill of a lifetime. Yeah, I, when I was 26, and I wanted, my dream was to go on there since I was 16, so it was an incredibly surreal experience, and that five minutes changed my whole life. Amazing. Yeah, the comedian, the young guys don't know the, the power that that show had. You know, Stephen, if you use my line about you want to see my Oscar, those five minutes could change your life as well, but just in a different way. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll, I'll, and, and you know, it's different. Go, kind of following up on what you guys were just talking about, when you started, you you had a record deal. I think you had a Warner. If memory serves me correct, you had a uh, comedy album on on Warner Brothers. Not a lot of com- comics, you know, like current guys do the vinyl. Who are your influences? Who are you when you were? Growing Growing up, who are you putting on vinyl comedy specials? Oh, my major influence was George Carlin, definitely. And uh, I, there was a radio show in Boston I stumbled on. It was Sunday nights. I was trying to find the Bruins, the Bobby Orr and the Bruins, and I found this station by accident. The guy played two whole comedy albums every Sunday, so I listened to it for like two years and I heard Woody Allen's stand-up album. I didn't even know he had a stand-up album. People think of him as movies. So it was Woody Allen, George Carlin, Robert Klein, David Brenner, Richard Pryor, all those guys, you know, early mid-70s on The Tonight Show. Those were all my heroes. And uh, when you think of Boston back in those days, Leno was out of Boston, was he not? Yes. He was out of there. He was there. He was out of there even before the clubs. I think he played at there was a Playboy club in Boston that he used to perform at. So he there wasn't even comedy clubs when he started. Yes, huh. he was a few years before all of us. Yeah. You know, I think my kids. Uh, I got my oldest son plays football. Steve, and he's in tenth grade. I I hope he's not listening. This is a true story. So he asked me the other day, he said, Dad, do you think I could play in the NFL? And without a hesitation, I said, no. Uh, (laughs) When you told your parents you wanted to be a stand-up comic, what was their response? Very interesting question because I didn't tell anybody. Oh, really? I thought I would jinx it 
if I told anybody, I would jinx it. And the, and the first guy I told was like when I was in college, I was going to go down to the right after college, go to the comedy club. And I told my friend, one of my best friends, I said, I want to do this. Do you want to go see me go to the open, try the open mic? And he said, yes. And that was the first time I ever told anybody because I was superstitious. Did you do the same style that we associate with you? Was that you right out of the gate or did you develop that? It, it was 70% like this, except it was more normal type, more normal uh, comedy type stuff. And then as okay. I kept going, I weeded that out and then it just became all insane. Yeah, and here in 2022, a lot of your classic lines, they're, they're freaking, uh, they're memes. Small world, but wouldn't want to paint it. I mean, that, <laughs> that, you see that in a meme when you wrote that oh, joke. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, no, that. it's, yeah, there's, there's some of your stuff has become, um, I mean, it's like universal now. That's great. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. And the great thing about your style, Stephen, is years years later, I can only think a handful of guys. I know the late uh, Mitch Hedberg was kind of similar, but there's not a lot of guys who followed you that have the same style. It's it's a uniqueness. Yeah, I feel lucky because I don't. This is how I think. This is how I talk. There was no big plan, you know. It was sure. Just like okay. Let me think of something funny, and this—that's just how it came out. I mean, you know, it was like into those Carlin. I talk about everyday things. The structure of a joke was from listening to Woody Allen, and then I'm into surrealism and Kurt Vonnegut and all this stuff, and it all gets mixed <laughs> in your head, and then that's how it comes out. <laughs> you can get tickets for Saturday's show. Uh, you can go to Stephen's website, StephenWright.com, uh, and get tickets for Saturday's show. It's going to be a good one. So here's one for you. And we ask celebrities this from time to time, and we get some great responses. So here, here we go. Uh, what big, and this is probably, you have to probably think back. So when you're first starting to get popular and making a name for yourself, and you do Carson, what big time celebrity approached you that said they were a big fan of yours, where you're like, holy crap, Bill Murray's a fan of mine, or Forrest Whitaker's a, a fan of mine. Who Was there someone who approached you and you were shocked they liked you? Forrest Whitaker, well, that is obscure. That was uh, Whitney that? Cummings, oh, was, okay, was yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Well, uh, the top of my head was I was there was Dolly Parton. Oh, really? I was on The Tonight Show. I don't know if she was on also, but she was backstage, and she wanted. She said she really liked me and wanted to get a picture with me. And that, you know, I was speechless. Wow. Like, so, yeah. I wonder if that was the episode where Johnny said I'd, I'd give up two weeks' pay to look under your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what a lie. <laughs> when did you, so, okay. Today you'd get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah, well, not, yeah. we won't. But, yeah. uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you you know, you didn't know what to say to Dolly Parton. When did you start f feeling comfortable with fame? Because you've done Tarantino movies. You know him. You've, you've hung out with the biggest of the best. When did you start feeling comfortable? Uh, probably after about... Eight vodkas? <laughs> after like three or four years of going on TV and stuff, and then you, 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 oh, you, you're suddenly talking to these people backstage, and then it's like you see that they're, they're people. Even though you're like in awe of them, it's like... It's gotten like normal-ish somehow. Not totally. It will never be normal, but as normal as it can be. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, what did you do during the pandemic? Because a lot of comics we talked to, some of them toured in cities where they're allowed to tour. Some guys just wrote. Some guys Some guys did, did drive-in theaters for yeah. crying out loud. That had to be the worst gig ever, a drive-in theater. I just wrote. I would get up, ride, go exercise. I ride my bike rider, and then I would drink coffee, and my, nine, my mind goes insane, and then I just write down whatever I would think. Two hours. I just my, my coffee is like a coffee is one of my favorite things about being alive, and I I owe a lot of my career to coffee. <laughs> so when you uh, won your Oscar, did you thank coffee? <laughs> no, I didn't thank coffee, but if I, I could thought of it, I would have. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> hey, uh, I know uh, people may not know this about you, but you like to paint. Do you sell any? Because we had Ringo Starr on. And he was joking how you could buy one of his paintings for twenty five bucks. Uh, do you sell any of your artwork? No, I don't sell them. They're on my website, but I never really thought of selling them. Uh, I like they're like my friends. Like I couldn't sell them. Maybe I could sell a print of them, but I don't. I just do it because I like it. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't uh, Steve Martin paints? Doesn't he? Oh yes, yes. And it- and Martin Moe is an amazing painter. I wow. love Martin Mull. Yeah. yeah. He's a hidden treasure. Is he still he? on the planet? Yeah, no, he's alive. He is. We he's talked alive. about him a couple yeah. weeks ago. He's Absolutely. So when you hear his name, don't you just like smile? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think of that movie with Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom. Oh, yes. Oh, it's great. And yep. Stephen Wright uh, in town at the uh, Davidson Theater at the Reif Center. Do you have any, I mean, you're so lovable and everybody's familiar with uh, much of your work. You don't have any fear of being canceled, right? In this day and age, that what if you got canceled and nobody knew? <laughs> it's a little Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, I, you know, some of those, that stuff, I've said jokes in the last few years that I've been saying for years, and now they're, People are weirded by it, so and it's even gotten affected me. Only a handful of them, but I think that whole thing is out of control. It's insane. It's yeah. taking away the joy of life. It's the it's all that stuff adds to it. It doesn't take away. Yeah, yeah I don't know where people agreed. get the, and I just don't get where the people get energy. Like if you're looking at the TV guy and you don't like a show, you just go on to the next show. Yeah, if you don't like you don't a have song, to call you up and protest. Yeah, I have this joke. Oh no, no! I think I remember this thing I'm doing now. I say, uh, uh, "Indian, you can't say Indian anymore." And then I say, uh, "I wonder if in Cleveland now little boys are playing cowboys and guardians." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guardian giver. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Guardian summer, my favorite time of year. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a guardian burn. <laughs> Stephen Wright. That's good stuff. Oh, man. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We're big fans, and we'll see you uh, Saturday night, eh? Thank you. It was fun talking to you. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thanks, Stephen. So long.